generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Jeremiah 32, I'm behind schedule. Are you excited? I got a word. Pardon? No, let's not go so that we can. People need to eat some food. Jeremiah 32 from verse 17. I'm going to read for time's sake. Jeremiah 32 from verse 17. I doing it's good to see you. How are you doing this morning? Doing good. Ah! Now, if this is your first time, sir, we're perfectly normal. Sorry, we're not normal. We're extraordinary. So if you know, people are shouting and screaming and talking back at me, you don't go like, see these rude people. So that's how we roll. Like, so if I... Ah! Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing. Please underline that in your Bible. If you're using a digital Bible, scratch it. Use permanent mark. There is nothing. I don't know who needs this confirmation, but there is nothing too hard for God. That lump is disappearing. That loan will be repaid. That money that is being owed you will come. That gift, that anointing that God said is given to you will find expression. Is that there is nothing too hard for you. You show love and kindness to thousands and repay the iniquity of the fathers into the bosom of the children after them. The great, the mighty God, whose name is the Lord of hosts. You are great in counsel and mighty in work, for your eyes are open to all the ways of the children of men, the sons of men, to give everyone according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. You have set signs and wonders in the land of Egypt to this day. And in Israel and among other men. And you have made yourself a name as it is this day. God does not need to prove himself. But your life is going to be the platform by which his name is known. It says God you made a name for yourself. Do you know how God did it? By setting signs and wonders in Egypt. So the people in Egypt said wow this God of Israel is powerful. People will see the works of God in your life. And confirm that God is a great God. You will be a mobile epistle. You have brought out Israel. Brought out the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt with signs and wonders. And with a strong hand and an outstretched arm and with great terror. You have given them this land. Verse 22. Of which you sought to their fathers to give them a land flowing with milk and honey. Somebody say amen. Instead of last week, we're talking about discovering the greatness of God. And then in the second service, we began to look at the eight dimensions of the greatness of God. Because many of us, we've grown up in church and Sunday school. And they say, God is what? Great. You see it on the bosses. God is good mottos. Give me those names and all of those kind of. If it's an Archie and Lionheart. Okay, that's the movie. Is that? 
right? All those transfer companies and they paste the scriptures, God is great. But many of us don't know how, why or how God is great. So I'm grateful that I got so many messages from some of you in the course of the week uh, saying, oh, right now I understand the meaning of that statement. God is great. I can understand why. So the first thing we looked at is that God is a great person. Somebody say God is a great person. As a person, God is great. He is kind. He is loving. He's gentle, he's organized, he's structured, he's reliable, he's dependable, he's trustworthy. Somebody's not tripping already. He's fantastic. He's able to think. He's enduring. His mercies endure forever. He's compassionate. He does not have mood swings. He does not forget your birthday. He does not despise your efforts. He does not reduce the impact of what you're doing. He does not fight you. He helps you. He's never too tired to pick you your call come on somebody he replies all oh, on time unlike me sometimes come on god is a great somebody high five say god is a great person number two god has great power and when i spoke about it ah lord god you have made the heavens and the earth the third thing we're going to look at today, talking about the greatness of God, is that God is great in his position. He occupies a great position. The greatness of God is not just seen in his person and not just seen in his power. He's also great in his position. What is the position of God? Psalm 47. Maybe if I can go there real quick. Psalm 47. I'm going to read 2 to 4, and then I'm going to read 7 to 8. Psalm 47. Don't forget in Jeremiah 32, uh, Jeremiah chapter 10, he says that you are the king of all the nations who will not fear you. He says because it is due you. In other words, the fear of the nations is your right. Because of how great you are, because of how fantastic you are, because of how awesome you are, the nations should fear you. It's the right thing to do. The psalmist said, oh, mountains, why did you skip like rams and hills? You skipped like lambs when the Lord brought forth his people. In other words, the elements have to shake when God steps into a place. We're talking about the manifest presence of God now. We know that God is everywhere. We're talking about the manifest presence of God. So Psalm 47 from verse 2 says, for the Lord most high. Somebody say most high. For the Lord Most High is awesome. Awesome. He is a great king over Ajangbadi. Oh, talk to me, guys. There's a great king over Kutuweji, over Otubo. <laughs> Some of you are laughing. Yeah. God is a great king. What does it say here? over all stop trying to contain God in local problems some of us we only see God in reference to the local situation we're dealing with so if God does the miracle in your life you say God is great if what you're trusting for doesn't happen you say Maybe God is not. See, God's greatness is not subject to your assessment. Oh, come on, somebody. 
What it means is, when it looks like nothing has happened in your life right now, God is still king of other nations. When it looks like what you prayed for, trusted for, depend, depend on him for, hasn't come to pass, he's still king over all the earth. He says he will subdue the peoples under us and the nations where? Where's my scripture? Psalm 47, verse 2. But guys, you also look into your Bible. You're looking into it, but you're not saying anything. Is a great king over all the earth. He will subdue the peoples under us and and the nations under our feet. He will choose our inheritance for us, the excellence of Jacob, whom he loves. Silah. From verse 7, same psalm for the psalm from verse 7. It says, For God is the king. So in verse 2, it says, God is a great king but verse 7 it says God is the king which is a definite article which means that there is no other king besides him every other king is on borrowed time <laughs> every other king is at best a delegate at best a delegate he says God is a great king of all the earth seeing praises with understanding God reigns over the nations God sits on his holy throne what does this mean what's the implication of this there is no nation that will become so developed that they will not need God there is no nation that will become so technologically advanced, so scientific in their orientation, so urbane in their disposition, that will become so sophisticated in their processes. There is no life, there is no uh, entity, no system that will become so struck. The God will be like, eh, hey, I've never seen this before. Wonder, wonder. The girl said, wow, Gabriel, come and see, come and see. Never. Now, why is this important? Because some of us in our minds, we think that our lives cannot flourish or thrive until we go to another nation. <laughs> I'm not saying don't go. I'm just saying that's a wrong mentality to have if you believe that God cannot do wonders with your life because this is God of all the earth. If God can do it in America, he can do it in Americans. If God can do it in America, he can do it in Nigeria. If God can use your uncle in London to bless you, he can use you in Lagos to bless somebody in London. A believer who understands this, that's why the next verse says, or next line says, he says, sing unto him with understanding. What does it mean? Many believers are singing without understanding. They are praising a Nigerian God. Who's the Nigerian God? There is light in my house. That means God is faithful. I can buy a Tokumbo card. That means God is faithful. I have a passport. That means God is faithful. That's a Nigerian God. There is a God over the nations whose faithfulness is not regulated by the number of hours you have light or the number of pot 
phones you don't have this is a God who is bigger than the biggest thing you can think about and no matter what you feel you're trusting him for he's got so much more for you some of you still don't believe it but it's okay there was a boy called Joseph in the backside of nowhere he was just a slave boy and the best thing he ever had was a coat listen to this the best thing he ever had was his father's favor but evidenced by a coat of many colors and the coat of many colors to him was the thing but it was only a sign I want to preach to somebody he was just a sign of something and so whilst the people around him stripped him of the coat of many colors they did not understand that you can strip the sign but you can't stop the wonder you're for signs and wonders the signs are what people can see the signs are what people will try to manipulate but the wonders they cannot stop it they can look at the signs of the weather on your phone but they can't stop the rain from falling they can change the temperature on a device but they can't stop the sun from shining those who can tamper with your signs cannot stop your wonder Herod saw the sign of Jesus he was a star but he couldn't stop the breath of Jesus I'm talking about the God of all the earth the God of Nigeria is only limited by signs but the God of all the earth sign or no sign wonders will come up signs or no sign miracle will come up the Bible says you will not see any cloud you will not see any wind but the valley will be full of the water I don't know who I'm talking to but God is a God of all the nations high five somebody and tell them God is great in his position I uh, said as the king of all the earth sing praises with understanding so whilst you're praising him here stop thinking about oh God I, I, I just need I need I just need a husband if I can just get a husband if if all I can get husband or wife listen no matter how big your dreams are you can't dream bigger than God there are different reasons but I'll give you about three logical reasons number one is this God invented the concept of dreams so before you knew there was anything like a dream God has been dreaming number two your mind is a tiny slice in structure and skill compared to the in. You can't even tell what the person who's right sitting right behind you right now is doing. You can't even tell. As smart as you are, you can't even tell that. But God can see in every direction. Number three, God lives in eternity. So he's been dreaming longer than you. So you think your time-bound suggestion will give God an idea he doesn't have. Let it sink. God, I don't want to be rude. Boys like, yeah, beginning to mismanage my destiny. <laughs> come, come, let's, 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 go. come, God. God, God, come, come. God, please, just sit. <laughs> sit. This kind God, oh. God, how far? How? Bring me a tape room. Let me, let me help you. 
Because this is Tipu. How far? Measure it. Good, you're laughing on top of my matter. <laughs> Is it fun? <laughs> no, we don't dramatize it like this. But that's the thinking process, isn't it? But it says that God is king over the nations. This is the kind of thinking that has helped me financially. And some of you know I say it as a testimony not to boast or anything. It's been 10 years, going on 11 years I took a loan. Why is that possible? Because if the Nigerian economy is bad, God's economy is not. It's an understanding. It's not shankritude. You have to understand it. You understand what I'm saying? You have to understand it. That God's econ- God, you're even living. It's okay. When you said, I'm not alone, I'm not. God will never leave nor forsake me. This is God. You've packed your chair. Look at somebody say, My God is the king over all the earth. Oh, some of you didn't say, you better say with understanding. My God is the king over all the earth. God has my phone. Aren't you grateful that I'm not God? I might have misplaced the files of your destiny. But another funny thing is, the very funny thing is, I don't misplace things. That's a funny thing. Things don't get lost in my space. So don't worry, you're safe. But the file of your destiny is not with me. It says that he's king over all the earth and God reigns over the nations. Now, to be king talks about his position, his office. To reign talks about his influence. To reign means that his office translates into tangible influence. My prayer for you this month of May is that you will experience the influence of heaven. You will stop living like somebody whose father is not influential. Do you remember back then in school when you were trying to get admission into University of Possibilities, whatever school you went to? Right? <laughs> the University of I can't sit at home anymore. And then you fell short of the point. Now, what do people say? Do you know somebody in the, in the school or in the Senate? Come on, people. Oh, talk to me. Some of you didn't do that because you have 430 over 400 in jam. I know. Some of you are just like, what is jam? That thing eats with bread. You've never started. Anyway. So they asked the question, do you know anybody in the Senate, right? What was the deal? The deal was that you realized that people who scored less than you would get in. Because they know somebody. Well, let me tell you. At that time, you needed somebody who knew somebody in the Senate. Now that you need somebody who knows somebody in the car shop, why are you acting as if your God is not king over all the earth? You're saying I need 2.5 million to buy the car. Who told you? Do 
you know you can go to the parking lot and God says pray for that person and you walk up and say sir I'm sorry I don't know you but I just feel a leading to pray for you and you pray and the word of knowledge flows in that moment and the person says young lady what are you up to this day he says I'm just here to come and buy a car which one do you want do you not know stop thinking signs stop thinking naira and copper and pounds and USD those are signs anything that you can see is the sign the real wonder you are is on the inside of you and when you begin to focus on God as king you will unlock it slap somebody a high five and tell that person he will unlock it look at somebody say he will unlock it as king over all the earth as king over all the earth it says the Lord is high Psalm 1134 to 8 the Lord is high so check this out he's a king he's a great king he's king over all the earth and then it says the Lord is high above all nations check out the words most high high he's trying to show you what elevation height position so God is not just a great guy you hug he's a high the most high God you look up to you cannot look at God and look down depression is proof that you've lost your focus I mean no disrespect you guys know all I do to help people out of that all of that but to put it simply you can't look at God and be down you can't look at God and feel down oh come on you just can't you can't stay in fire and stay cool you can't stay in an ocean and be dry God is so high he is an antidote to feelings of low self-esteem Which one is that one? Okwai. Okwai. Chukas words. This is what. It's the truth. When you're feeling down, what do you do? You look down. You look down. You look down. And you know what? When you're looking down, how, how much can you see? Is it not just what's around you you can see? So you see all the problems, disappointments, all the shame and all. But if you can look up, you can see a sun, the sun rising. You can see a bright future. You can see a better tomorrow. It does not matter what has happened to you this week. Let me lift your spirit with this word. The sun that sets every night rises every morning. You will rise again. And in fact, this week, this new week you're stepping into, God is going to elevate you. He said it's high. Bye. It does not matter. What financial goals you have that you're trusting God for, let me tell you, they are not high enough. Some of you don't understand this realm. Some of you don't understand this realm because you're wrestling with your degree. What's your degree? Did Abraham have a BSc? Did Solomon have an HND? Did Job have a university degree? I'm not saying don't get one, I have one. But let me tell you, your degree is not the benchmark for your blessing. I wish I was talking to somebody who has faith to believe this morning. If only I can get a job. Meanwhile, there's an 80-year-old on YouTube making $20 million a year. What job does he have? There's another 
maybe he's about 22 or 23 now, the guy in the UK, the Nigerian guy, Olajide BT, Nigerian guy, makes millions. Could it be possible that you're looking for a space in what God called you to own entirely? Could it be possible? Could it just be possible? The reason we must see the greatness of God is that we can never see our own greatness until we behold the greatness of God. And when you behold this greatness of God, I tell you what, the money in your account will cease to matter. Because God is king over all the earth. I've been to nations before. <laughs> our spaces where I didn't know people and people gave me money do you understand what I'm saying so you get the alert ah I only have 2,759 it does not matter at the wonders on the inside of you are you blessing the Lord oh my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name are you still waiting on God looking unto him as the author of your salvation your purpose is not even the plan of your life God is the plan for your life <laughs> how do I know after you fulfilled your purpose on earth where are you going back to him so he is the first he is the last he is the middle he is the A he is the Z he is the B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, K he is everything in between Psalm 113 4-8 you guys are sort of quiet in this service why are you quiet Thinking. All right. Psalm 113, 4 to 8. The Lord is high above all nations. Check that out. What's our name? What's our name as a, as a ministry? What's the full meaning? Influences in ne. It is deliberate. Nations. I told some of you last year, let me say it again. If you don't have a passport, go and get one. I'm not saying five by two by two passport picture. Passport. Passport. Something that will help you pass the port. Why do I need it? Because you get dressed before you show up. You get dressed before you look at some say get dressed get dressed get dressed it says the lord is high above all nations his glory above the heavens who is like the lord our god and i love this one he says that this god he dwells on high and what does he do read that people Check that out. God said, for me to even look at the things in heaven, I'm humbling myself. So before Jesus, watch this, before Jesus humbled himself to come to the earth, God humbled himself to get to the heavens. Let me just 
shake the table of those who want to go to heaven. Heaven is too low. That means heaven is too low a goal to have. Because Christ fulfilled it on the cross. The goal now is not to get to heaven. But who are you taking there with you? And what are you building on the earth? And what are you developing across the nations, across the generations to offer unto God? Before he sends you back to the new earth. <laughs> you can see some people have to digest this over a couple of days. It's the Bible. He said that God humbles himself. So let me even see what's happening in the heavens. And in the earth, look at somebody say, God is high. Somebody say, God is the most high. What's the next line? He says, he raises the poor out of the dust and lifted the needy out of the dunghill that he may set him with that means that if you were ever described as poor you are a candidate for divine elevation oh, nobody's talking to me on the side let me come to the side I said if anybody ever called you poor you are a candidate for divine elevation that amen sounds somewhat paralytic the word says that God raises the poor out of the dust now do you know that the level to which somebody can raise you to is dependent on the level they occupy themselves that means if somebody's on the first floor he can't raise you beyond the first floor if somebody's on the second floor he cannot raise you beyond the second floor if somebody's on the penthouse he can raise you to the penthouse but God is not just on the first floor he's not just on the third floor he's not just on the penthouse he is higher than the highest that means that no human being can place a cap on your elevation can place a limit on your promotion can determine how high you will go because your God is higher than that look at somebody high five that person and say my God is higher than that look at somebody say my God is higher than that how high is your God your God is higher than your debt he can clear it with one transaction how high is your God your God is higher than your BP he can reduce your blood pressure in one moment how high is your God your God is higher than your blood sugar level he can regulate it just like that how high is your God your God is higher than your bills he can humble them with an inflow how high is your God your God is higher than mountains he can make them skip like rams how high is your God some of you still sitting now it's okay because you're not honoring this God but if you know the God I'm talking to so I'm talking about I need somebody to open up their mouths and think not about me but think about that God and give them praise with a shout of glory right now how high go to three but tell them my god is high his great in position 
He's great in position. He's great in position. He is higher than the root receptionist. He is higher than the cantankerous boss. He is higher than the manipulative HR manager. He is higher than the assistant manager that wants to mismanage your career. He is higher than the neighbor who begins to act funny every morning. He is higher than the in-laws behaving like outlaws. Ah, he's higher. Your God is higher than your fears, than your doubts, than your cares, than your shame, than your pain, than your difficulty, than your huddle, than your struggle. Your God is higher than every manipulation of hell, every scheme of darkness, every harassment of the enemy, every impediment in your way. Your God is high. I want to preach to somebody. Some of you are not hearing this one. Who am I preaching to right now? Let me preach to just one person. Your God is higher than everything you thought you lost and the people who used you and abused you. Your God is higher than every obstacle. Your God is higher than your self-doubt and your self-pity and your limitation and your barrier. Your God is higher. If you are serving that God, shout my God is higher. Oh, ah, my God is higher. In other words, no matter how high inflation rises, my God, no matter how high the obstacles are, my God, no matter how high the enemy rises like a flood, my God, somebody give God praise and glory. After Jesus was buried, the Bible says that he was raised high above the heavens that he might feel all with the fullness of himself. God is looking to pour himself into people that will pour him into the world. And you're busy going with Coke cover. Do you know what the Lord said? It says that the earth will be filled with knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. How will the earth be filled? Out of your belly will flow rivers. So how big is your belly? If you're easily satisfied by material things, your stomach is small in the spirit. If what satisfies you is material things, your stomach, your spiritual stomach is small. Because you know what God is hungry for? Nations and generations. That's why it says, ask of me and I will give you the nations. Never said, give me, ask of me a chariot. Never says that. Do you know why? Do you know why? The enemy can give you chariots. The enemy can give you a car. The enemy can give you a house. But the enemy will fight you when you start asking for nations. Only the person who has the power over something can give it to you. So when God said, I'll give you the nations, God is king of other nations. He can give it to you. Let me show you. When, when Herod's daughter or Herod's mother said to Herod, he said, tell Herod, uh, give me the head of John the Baptist. 
because Herod's daughter danced so much. That's why the Bible says, sing with understanding. She danced so much, you remember? And then Herod said, whatever you want, I will give her to you. And then she goes to her mother. And mother says, ask for the head of John the Baptist. In fact, the king said, I will give it to you up to half of my kingdom. Up to half of my kingdom. The kingdom of God is the heavens and the earth. And Psalm says that the heavens belong to God, but the earth he has given to the children of men. If a natural man was willing to give up to half of his kingdom, God is willing to give you the whole earth. He's that high. And you have all this in your faith about the phone you didn't get. Look at somebody say, wake up. Do you know that the person who made that phone does not even know God? Are you understanding this? The person who made that phone that you're praying and dying for. The shoes that you want to go and fornicate her over. It cannot even take you to heaven. The shoe. So let me go and sleep with him. Over 500 pounds or dollars. Do you know who you are? God says, ask for what? Nations. Senators have a jurisdiction. Governors have their territories. Presidents have a nation to govern over. The UN Secretary General does not even govern the entire earth, as it were. But God has no limits. When they sell Joseph into Egypt, God will still raise him up. When people manipulate you into a space where they feel you will not thrive, the God of all spaces will still lift you up in that place. It doesn't matter. You can't stop my highness if you can't stop the highness of God. Collect my coats, but you can't abort my commission. God is that high. Jesus said, is the life no more than the raiment? The signs are in the raiment. That's why they took the garments of Jesus. You remember? And they tore it. But they couldn't tear the priesthood of Jesus. Some of you have been harassed by people. In fact, can I propose to you that sometimes God distracts your enemies with the signs. So that you can have space to declare the wonders. So here it is basically looking at this star. The angel has already told Joseph, take this boy to Egypt. It takes this boy to Egypt. Egypt was the place where the signs and wonders were first demonstrated in massive ways across the earth. And now that Jesus was going to be a sign and a wonder, God goes back to that place to prove a point. That what tied people down before, what held them in captivity is the same space that's going to preserve that. Oh, come on, think about that. The same Egypt where they were slaves for 430 years. God uses that place as an, incub as an incubator, as a place to preserve. Some of the things that cause you pain will deliver their due returns to you. Amen. That amen is paralytic. Amen. Psalm 22, 27 to 28. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord. And all the families of the nations shall worship before you. For the kingdom is the Lord's and he rules 
over the nations. Listen to this, please. When you elevate your desires, get to see you, elevate your desire and your longing beyond your personal upkeep, you will start seeing the greatness of God. When your prayer points change from God, I want this one, want that one. I'm not saying you don't ask God for personal needs, but that's elementary. Ask God for souls. Ask God for nations. It says all the families of the earth will worship before you. It says the kingdom is the Lord's and he rules over the nations. When you position yourself to think about the families of the earth, you're entering into the Abrahamic dimensions of divine greatness. Why? Because the promise was, in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So if you're thinking of all the families of the earth, doesn't it mean that God has to pass some blessings to the families of the earth? So the person who thinks about the families of the earth will be a conduit for the transfer of the blessings of God for the families of the earth. Of course, we understand that that blessing, the essence of that blessing is the Christ, the promised salvation. But you know, some people drive it so hard and say, it's just all about the Christ. Didn't the Christ multiply bread and fish? Didn't the Christ enter into places of provision? Didn't the Christ at the early age attract wealth that he didn't work for? So you can't separate the greatness of God from the translation based on purpose into the material assets that will carry out his intentions per time. This is all the founders of the earth. First Chronicles. Just read some more scriptures and I'll wrap the service up. First Chronicles. I know why you're sitting. It's okay. So I'm almost done. First Chronicles 29, 11 to 13. Yours, oh God, is the greatness. <laughs> Who owns the greatness? What happened? Are you buying a days or something? Who owns the greatness? Oh, you're not sure? Like, ah, it's like this greatness is my own, no? Who owns the greatness? Say so yours, O Lord, is the greatness. First Chronicles 29, 11 to 13. The power and the glory, the victory and the majesty. He says, for all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. <laughs> all, including the money in your pocket. Including all those that have stolen and they've hid it in different banks and places. It says all oh, the things are, are God's. It says, and you are exalted as what? Head. So God is great in his position. As the chairman, chair God. You're exalted as head over all. Both riches and honor. Where do they come from? Isn't it interesting, Maiwa? How often it is that we keep running after business plans and proposals and prospects for something that lies with God? It says that it is God. Okay, how about the, the richest man? God allowed him to have the money. That's why he has it. Is it bad to do proposals and, and all of that? No, it's not. Is it bad to have presentations and pitches? No, it's not. But what do you do? Seek you first. The kingdom of God and righteousness. 
The psalmist says, all my days are written in your book. That means there's a script for your life. So why are you trying to borrow your neighbor's magazine to find the writings of God in your own book? The fact that the magazine is glossier does not mean that the information is more accurate. It says the riches, you know, I shared some testimonies at the last Lucky Connect. And I kept, something else happened in the course of the week, a massive testimony of impartation. And I was saying to some, some people around me, I said, all the great things that have happened for me this year, significant things, I didn't even, they're not things that I pushed for or I moved for. I just obey and I produce the things God tells me to produce and share whatever message and this, that I create, whatever product or whatever. And things happen. Understand this. It says that riches and honor come from where? From God. So are riches a bad thing? But where do they come from? Where should they be given to God? What should they be used for? What God wants. When we think about greatness, some of you think about riches. It's an expression of it. Not all of it is an expression of it. Where does it come from? Honor. You want to be respected, dignified, celebrated. Where does it come from? It's not by adding powder, five centimeters of powder to your face. There's nothing wrong with that. If, I mean, you're free in Christ. You can do anything you want. But I'm saying that it does not come from that. So if, if I can buy the 20-inch hair, how long was Mary's hair? She's an eternal memorial. How long was her hair? Do you know? Do you know whether it was kinky or tough? Whether it was coily or, or black? This is what I'm trying to say to you. Why is there no picture of Jesus? Because people think they're looking for signs, but what they really want is the wonder. It's not the externals that gratify or satisfy. It's the essence that is released beyond it. And that's why people don't think about your looks when they want to employ you, except your customer service or, or hair, host, uh, hair hostess. If you're an engineer doing cracking codes and all of that that will generate millions of dollars, it does not matter what you look like. You can even look like Thanos. Can you crack the code? And in your hand is what? And in your hand is what? Now, do you know that if you dedicate your life to studying God, people will study you? Now you study God for God, you worship God for God, but you know when you're close to somebody, you learn how they move. You know how to get them to watch a movie. Do you understand what I'm saying? That it's with God. It says, now therefore our God, we thank thee and praise your glorious name. All those things that people are looking for with God. Now let me ask you, if you want riches, say yes. You want honor, say yes. yes. You want to reign, say yes. yes. If you want power. Yes. Now, some of you are not saying yes because you're either lying or you're dazed. So let's put it this way. If you don't want riches, say yes. If you don't want honor, you want dishonor all through your life, say I want. 
You don't want power or might. Say, I don't want. He can play the way consistently. And in your hand, you don't want to be great. Do you want all of those things? Where are they from? So God is great in position. He has access to all of those things. Somebody glorify him right now. Glorify him right now. See, all those things are with him. And he gives it. Gives it. It's not about accumulation. It's about alignment. It's about alignment. What you need will come when you need it. You don't have to store it up, manipulate and all of that. Just obey God. Jesus just said to them, go to the river and catch fish. He didn't say go and borrow money to pay your tax. He said just go to the stream, catch a fish. If we can just align our lives, our minds, our efforts, our energies with a divine blueprint. This is not the time to be quiet. This is not a time to, to be passive. We glorify you, Father. We honor you, Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen and amen. We're going to go further in second service. We want to pray for all the women in the house. Can we celebrate all the women in the house? Women can celebrate themselves as well. Let the women stand at this time. Men, stretch your hands towards them. I want to particularly pray for mothers who have manifested their motherhood. Or their babies already out. You can come to the front. Just want to, if you're a mother, you have a child, come to the front. As in a physical child that has come out of your womb. Or that you have adopted as yours. But someone that calls you mother. I want us to just pray for all the mothers in the house before I declare a blessing. And for all the women in the house. And this is what I want us to pray. Two things. Number one. The Bible talks about Eve. That God made Eve. Made Adam and Eve. But then he brought. Uh, brought. The uh, rib out of Adam. And formed. Formed Eve. And then Adam. Looked at Eve and said. Bone of my bone flesh of my flesh and all of that I want us to pray for them the first part of the prayer point is father bring them to full form according to your divine agenda full form full form and number two is this let them be helped so that they can help mothers bear a lot they have to carry a lot. They play multiple roles. Wife, advisor, counselor, intercessor, cook, cleaner, sweeper, career woman. Let's pray. Open your mouth and pray. Two things. Let them be fully formed for every assignment and every stage. You know you can be formed 
to be a wife, but then you struggle to be a mother. You can perform to be a mother, and then you struggle to be a career person. You can be fully formed to work as a career person, but then you struggle to be a missionary, a true disciple. Pray for full formation for the mothers and by extension all the women in the house. In the name of Jesus Christ, make it hotter. Father, we pray in this moment for every woman in the house that your hand comes upon them in greater dimension. That your hand strengthens, affirms, builds them in the inner man, in their minds, in their emotions, in their experiences, in their hearts. Now pray for help wherever they need help. Some of them need house helps. That's what they need. Some of them need friends. Because you know, many times when you become a mother, you're too busy to even hang out with people who used to be your friends and all of that. Some of them need counselors. Some of them need an older woman or a younger woman with greater expressions of wisdom or capacity. Whatever they need, Lord, help them that they might be true helpers to their husbands. True helpers. True helpers. Now pray for all the single women in the house. Pray that Adam will recognize them. Wherever Adam is, wherever Adam is, let Adam recognize, let their husbands recognize them. Pray. The word says, none of them shall lack their mate. Let their husbands recognize them. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Father, we thank you for this mothering Sunday. We are so grateful for the gift of mothers. None of us got here without one. Thank you for all of our mothers in the house. Thank you for all of our mothers who are not in the house. And thank you for our biological mothers and those who have served as mothers, playing that role diligently in different ways through the different sins of our lives. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just honor you this morning and we say thank you for every investment that they made in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We pray in the season that the blessings allocated to them, the blessings of divine security, the blessings of divine preservation, the blessings of exaltation, the blessings of royalty. For your word says, your daughters shall be like pillars that are stylishly fashioned in the palace. Father, we proclaim that concerning their lives, that every woman in the house is stylishly fashioned, that they are fully formed for every assignment, every role, every responsibility, everything you've called them to, none shall be lacking in, in the name of Jesus. All the ingredients they need, spiritual, mental, physical, psychological, emotional, career, social. Lord, I pray an impartation of in the name of Jesus. In the areas where they need wisdom, the submission, the simplicity of heart, the humility to be able to listen, to be able to seek our knowledge, to be able to pay attention. Father, we pray for them in the name of Jesus. We pray for the mothers, none will bury their children. 
None will bury their children. No child will go missing. No child will be kidnapped. No child will be molested or violated. As you are high above all the nations of the earth, wherever our children go, your eyes will guide them. We pray for everyone who's praying to be married and trusting to be a mother who's already married. Somebody who's been single for such a long time and is saying, God, what's going on? We'll leverage the simplicity of this moment to present that request before you. Father, your word says, ask and it shall be given. It's a blank check. It's whatever we ask. So I pray, Allah, for every lady, every sister in this house, as many as are ripe for marriage, this year, let there be an initiation of that process. Amen. The wisdom to be at the right place at the right time. Amen. To go to the right social functions. To be positioned. To be visible. Amen. To the right people. Amen. The humility to be approachable. Amen. The intelligence to be prepared. Amen. The readiness of heart. The capacity to partner will release over this house. Many will be married this year, next year, but not sometimes or ever, forever. They will be married in due season. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Congratulations, women. We celebrate you. We honor you. We love you. God bless you. The generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.